Roots of the Science podcast with your girl and with an Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Root of the Sons podcast with your girl and with an E. If you are new here, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's really great to have you. Remember that you can follow on the social media pages such as Facebook at the Root of the Science podcast or Twitter and Instagram at the Root of the Sci pod. Also remember that Turn on your notifications on wherever you listen to your podcast, be it Apple Podcasts, Google, or Spotify. My guest today is Caleb Munemu from Zambia. He's a second-year computer science student. And in this episode, he explains that he developed his passion for science in secondary school. Caleb admits that he was not sure that he wanted to go into computer science as a field, as it was not a well-known field of study in Zambia until recently. After following people who are in the tech industry and reading, his interest grew, went on to apply for a Bachelor of Science degree in computer science. At the same time, he started advocating for STEM by mentoring and training young people at his former school. Caleb is a co-founder and president of Science Exploration Zambia, a STEM-based NGO that established e-learning platforms for learners in the country. Further, Caleb is also a host of a podcast called A Zambia of the Creatives, a podcast that talks about STEM and how how we can raise creatives through implementing STEM concepts in school. Tune in as we hear about this work, the root of a science, and of course, so much more. Let's go. Hi, Caleb. Welcome to the show. Hi, Anna. How are you doing? It's so lovely to have you on today. I'm all right. Thanks. I'm actually excited to feature on this great podcast. Oh, fantastic. I'm really great. To, I'm really excited to have you here. So first things first, you know, let's set the scene. Who is Caleb? Where are you from? Where are you currently based? Just in brief. Okay. Um, so like you've put it out, my name is uh, Caleb Munemu, my full names. I'm from uh, Lusaka, Zambia. Yeah, I'm currently a student at the Cavendish University, uh, second year, pursuing a bachelor's degree in uh, computer science. Uh, briefly, that's about me. Okay, great. So, Caleb, before we get into the science, you know, um, I always love to get to know people away from the science. And in fact, you are a huge soccer fan. So, first things first, who do you support? Um, let's say internationally, who's who's your who's your team? <laughs> okay, so uh, internationally, <laughs> definitely that has to be my my country, yeah? Zambia. So okay. yeah, yeah, full time supporter. But when it comes to international teams, um, it depends if it's European team, South Af- South American team. But mostly because um, I really love Lionel Messi, so um, I find myself uh, supporting Argentina. But if it's Europe, um, uh-huh. usually um, supporting Spain. But when you talk of club football, which is um, actually the, the best football in the world, like. The, the the football that we yeah. all give the most attention. I support Arsenal, and I know people have got different feelings when it comes to <laughs> Arsenal. But yeah, <laughs> that's um that's my football team. Uh, that's the team that I support. Um, I okay. really really love soccer. I do uh, pandit to staff on soccer, give opinions. Um, and I'm not just an Arsenal mm. fan, but I'm basically a football fan. So I give different opinions on on the game. And uh, yeah, from there, I've come to learn a lot about football. And it's just an interesting sport. You get to learn a lot. You get to know the dynamics of the game. And 
it's it's full of um, crazy stuff, but a uh, uniting um, sport and a very very good experience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's that's really great. Um, I laughed at Arsenal because my dad is also a huge Arsenal fan, oh, so he's also going through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, ah, uh, we hear it a lot. You know, all of the things that you hear as Arsenal fans go through. So that's why I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, quickly, just for somebody who doesn't know, what is a football pundit? Like, what what does that mean for somebody who doesn't watch football? What what do you do? when you call yourself that okay yeah so football punditry is all about um these are experts that analyze uh, the game uh, basically football where you give uh, takes on um how the game is played formations to talk about statistics um you look at how good a player is as a pundit you'll be able to tell whether this player is good as a pundit you'll be able to tell the, the, the best formation that the coach could play or the, the best formation that that particular team could use for them to get the best results or the, the type of players that the particular club or team should be um, targeting in the transfer market so that's uh, all about punditry okay punditry is vast and wide uh, so but these are some of the mm. main components that are involved in, in punditry the things that I've, I've mentioned um, yeah Oh, great. And I mean, people make a career out of this. So, hey, if all, if, if all things fail, you know, <laughs> this is something that you could do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is something you could do. True, true. Because I can hear you very, you're very passionate about it. Very, 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 very passionate. passionate. Which is cool. I've never met a football, I mean, a, a, somebody who calls himself like a football pundit, a pundit. I mean, you hear guys watch soccer. Oh, let me also say girls before somebody comes at me. Um, <laughs> guys and girls <laughs> who watch soccer and they, you know, people sit around and they have WhatsApp groups and they have. So just to say that you, you, you're you officially calling yourself and I feel very lucky to be like, yeah, I've met one because I only see them on TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, even people that are found in these WhatsApp groups, uh, like people that give opinions, what they don't really understand is that yeah. that's punditry in itself. So you don't really have to belong to a particular sports organization for you to be recognized as uh, a football pundit or maybe some uh, sports news agency for you to be a pundit. But punditry is basically you giving an opinion in the game uh, through analysis and uh, just looking at uh, different things that relate with um, uh, football build-up and a whole lot. So that's punditry in itself, but people don't realize that, uh, that, that they're doing punditry. Yeah. Yeah. No, we are learning here today, Caleb. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we are. I'm learning as well. Yeah. So as we get to know more about you now, we, we, we understand that you love football, but you mentioned that you are also studying computer science. You're currently in your second year um, at the university. So I want to just hone us back to the beginning, right? Um, and this other facet of yourself as a computer sciences how did you actually get into science is it something that you always knew this is what i'm going to do you know um or was it something that kind of just happened okay um so basically um you know uh, like how we are raised in our country you know um the school setup uh, didn't really you know get to, to build that uh, uh, passion of science in you but you know when you get intrigued by certain things you always want to find out how certain things happen so on my end um i would say the passion for science started when i was in uh, my secondary school uh, i'd also say a basic school because um, i was involved 
in um, a bit of uh, science projects and um, I, I loved science while I was growing up. So from there, uh, uh, when I went to my secondary school, uh, that's when I got to develop my mm. science passion. I was part of organizations mm-hmm. like the JITS, uh, junior engineering and technicians and scientists. These are clubs that are in school uh, where you get to have, uh, uh, you do quizzes, you do different for exams. So that was sort of interesting. And it put me in a space where I was like, I really wanted to be amongst those uh, people that were considered as the brainy ones, you know, like the ones that uh, would want to find out, the ones that would want to ask the question, why? Why is this thing like this? Why is, why, why, why does this thing do this? So th- th- that type of mm. a thing. So I got really interested and I was in jets. And then from the 10th, yeah, from grade 10 and then later on uh, participated in some uh, projects did a project in grade 10 and also in grade 11 did a project um, in grade 12 sat for olympiads uh, in chemistry i wrote olympiads at provincial level and um in, in that same year i became the president of that uh, science club so um i really um, I developed passion for science and i was like wow i really really want to to, to do a, a, a to pursue a career in science. By then, I wasn't even really, uh, um, I didn't know that I was going to do computer science because, you know, computer science uh, broke through in Zambia, like it became the norm or the talk among its youths um, should be the last uh, three, four years. It wasn't really that uh, popular, if I'm being honest. But yeah, so it became a popular course even among us ourselves. So by then I was saying, I'm going to be doing a course like uh, applied chemistry or chemicals, uh, I mean, chemical engineering, because I, I really, really loved that subject. And I was uh, someone that did very well. And so I, I really had ideas and helped a lot of people come up with projects uh, in that field. So that's how the, the passion started. I started reading a lot, started mm-hmm. following people like uh, Elon Musk, um, you know, Jeff Bezos, um, a lot of people that I tech field, you know, tech giants, you mm. know, uh, uh, Bill Gates, uh, started reading, reading a lot, started uh, learning about programming languages, reading about uh, programming languages, uh, started looking at schools like MIT, Yale. So you get to, to a lot of incredible stuff, especially is sort of like uh, the factory where you, you get the best engineers in the world today. So I'm, I'm sitting there looking at that and I'm like, okay, wow, that's that's great. And from there, I just decided to say, okay, I really want to be in this uh, field called the tech, tech field. I want to be part of the tech world. So that's how I really got interested into um, technology parts of, of science. And then started uh, saying, okay, I made up my mind. I, I want to do a, a degree in computer science. And yeah, uh, it, it is at that same particular stage that I also started um, advocating for, for STEM and uh, did a lot of uh, training and mentorship on science, technology, engineering, mathematics to most of the youths and young ones that were at my school. Because uh, I left my school mm-hmm. in 2017. Mm-hmm. That's when I wrote my final exams. Then I was the, 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 the lead of the school. Uh, I don't know how you guys quite uh, in your country, but here we refer to that as the head boy. So I was the head boy of that school and it was sort of an inspiration for most yeah. youths because they would look up to me and say, wow, uh, you're a leader and you're so passionate about it. You do a whole lot. So even the time that I had written my exam, I was actually uh, privileged to be called by the school to go do uh, some training sessions with the, with the guys again. So we did uh, training sessions where we helped them develop projects and they did participations in, in the science fairs uh, in that particular year. And 
did very well. They won. Uh, we did that with my friends who we actually co-founded um, Science Exploration Zambia together. With. Um, so we did quite good and won at um, provincial level and actually had some students going to, to the national level. So for me, that was... I felt very proud of myself. I was like, wow, so I can really, really thrive in this field. I can do a lot uh, in terms of mentorship and training. And mm. then later on decided to open a YouTube channel where we'll do tutorials in chemistry, physics, and math. Uh, yeah, which went well, but you know, the subscription levels aren't really, weren't really there. You know, it, it, it's really a process when you're starting a YouTube channel and you really want to grow it and expand it. It, it always takes time. So yeah, that's how yeah. I start, we started and... Um, things didn't really go like we wanted them in terms of numbers, but the passion is what keep, kept on driving us. So yeah, we, we continued, we continued doing our part, training people, mm. offering tutorials, uh, uh, writing inspirational blogs, uh, you know, like giving opinions on STEM. And then that's how um, most of the young ones um, in, um, in our, um, in that uh, school, you know, started liking what we were doing, started writing about mm. us, started posting about us, uh, and started mm. telling people about what we were doing. And then from there, we started an organization known as the Science Explorations, and that was built in 2019 on the 1st of January. So what we've been doing basically is we have been advocating for science, doing training and, and training and mentorship, offering a whole lot of stuff that could actually change the perception of Elena in terms of how they look at STEM. Because my belief is that most people do not really get to know why they should be doing courses like engineering. They don't really know the importance of engineering. They really don't know the importance of, yes. of us having engineers. But it, it is yes. because of STEM education. If we spearhead the education of STEM, we will have a lot of creatives uh, coming from from our own schools rather than looking outside like you know I, I find it funny sometimes when um companies want to uh, you know develop certain systems instead of companies looking at their local uh, engineers they tend to look outside they outsource um, yeah. they outsource um, um, people that can work yeah. on, on those particular projects and the reason is is not because um they 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 don't like the citizens or maybe they just want to pick from the outside the reason is because the levels of efficiency and competency so what you realize is that if the foundation is built strong we will have a lot of people coming from the ranks to come and do massive things for africa and for for our countries i appreciate what you said especially well first of all rather i can hear how you are passionate about it and i fully agree with you that you know um stem education is so important because like you said for you you didn't know that there were fields such as um the tech space because it wasn't it wasn't a visible career for you so having people like yourself pushing this and showing other youngsters that hey you know these things are actually out there it's really 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 important so um, you mentioned that you, you when you started this program, you the the science exploration program. You had this YouTube channel. Yes. Um, you said that the numbers were not as you had hoped. What do you think was it? Was it the lack of access to people in terms of internet, or was it just people were not that interested into moving into that type of space and where you have to now focus more onto these other avenues, be it the blogs or whatnot? Uh, what do you think that is the case? Um, so 
normally the case with um, numbers in terms of YouTube, especially in my country and um, what I have observed in Africa is that uh, mostly numbers on YouTube only come from entertainment, you know, entertainment industry, things like songs, you know, uh, African uh, rappers and singers uh, actually do get a lot of numbers when it comes to YouTube. But I, I feel the problem now hmm. with, um, you know, like doing something good and something creative, something educative is that, you know, people don't really have the knowledge. That's where the problem starts. If people were knowledgeable about what STEM is today, I bet every student would be yeah. on their on their phone or on the laptop doing the right thing, you know, reading about engineering, reading about science, reading about technology, and reading about um, the mathematics. So there's this thing that uh, MIT um, does, you know, MIT. Uh, MIT developed um, uh, Scratch. So Scratch is a programming language that um, um, mm-hmm. enables kids to drag blocks. I mean, to drag blocks. And then in the process of dragging blocks, these kids are able to create things like puzzles and games. So what you realize there is that these are STEM um, disciplines being instilled in young ones. They're being taught to solve simple, mm. simple problems while they're young. And then it will only they will only grow to develop more problems, you see? So I feel uh, the reason why, you, you, you know, we have problems with numbers is because people have not seen the beauty of STEM. They've not seen a Zambian or mm. an African do something great, something big, like develop a powerful app that everyone is going to be looking at and saying, wow, this was developed by an African. So the foundation of our education systems having a problem. And that's that's my analysis. I think the foundations of our education system has been poor. If you look at these other courses, like the business courses, yeah, people do well because um, business courses do not require as much practical um, work as, as, as STEM fields do. And, you know, for you to thrive in STEM or for us, to have a revolution, you know, in the stars to see people and their knowledge, people solving problems by developing uh, creative things, innovative things, we have to subject them to a good, solid foundation. That's one thing that has been lacking mm. in our continent. We've not really subjected um, people to the right uh, things. And our curriculums as well, I'll talk about a lot of things, you know, and these are things that uh, I look at and say, b- before we even look, at how we move, we are supposed to align our mm. curriculums with what we want to achieve as a nation. For how long are we going to continue outsourcing technology? We need to reach a point where we also do yeah. our own technology. We need to reach a point where we do incredible things on our own as well. You know, we have the potential to do that. We have people that can do that. So, and also we have a lot of organizations, youths, and a lot of young ones that are doing incredible, incredible things, but they lack the proper funding. I'm going to give an example, and this is me showing yeah. bias. Uh, I love uh, advocacy. I love youths that are doing great things, but I have seen youths that would literally stand on a platform and speak for girls, you know, girls' uh, rights. And they'll get a lot of funding. They'll get a lot of money. And people will have them, you know, um, people will uh, give them funding. They'll give them platforms. And, you know, they'll, they'll be known for just standing up and speaking. Imagine people like you and me and a whole lot of people that are speaking about STEM. 
and we are the ones that get the lesser attention. And for me, this is not really a complaint, but this is something that I look at and say, this is a mindset that we really need to change. People are willing to advocate for STEM and change the mm. narrative, but they do not have the absolute support and backing that other people get for just talking about, um, you know, things like feminism and a whole lot of things, this uh, STEM uh, advocacy and agenda, we would see a transformation because yeah. a transformation in STEM is a transformation for Africa and the world at large because today the world evolves around science and technology. And yes. technology. No, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I just, I also believe at the same time that these things take time. So the work that, like you said, the work that you're doing, the work that I'm doing, the work of all the other people who are pushing the agenda of science and in these various different spaces, that's why it's so important. That's why you, we cannot stop because yes. small, little by little, somebody is, somebody is noticing, somebody is seeing. I mean, of course, until we have our own African Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or our own billionaire, that's when, of course, the attention will be here. But, you know, there are Africans who are doing who are solving African problems, who are doing the work. It's just, like you said, it's a pity. I think sort of it goes back down to sort of marketing. I don't know if you would agree with that in terms yeah. of how scientists get because I also firmly believe that sometimes science gets marketed in a very like boring very oh my word it's only for smart people and scientists yes. and scientists do science for scientists do science for scientists and, yes. not, and when at the center of it it's meant to be science for the people so I think um, I, I don't know maybe ra rather let me ask so do you think maybe we just need to market this, this, the science better and then we can get more people to be interested and the funding and all of that do you think then that would come from the governments as well yeah I think the marketing um, okay to be honest the market I feel um, science in itself has marketed itself well because um, today, if you look at the internet, um, like what you and me are doing right now is, is actually as a result of technology and science. Um, 10 years ago, uh, maybe 15 years ago, mm. this wasn't going to be possible. You and me recording us, that's going to be heard by almost, if possible, if you say, you know, say, the marketing part, um, I think it's done that for itself. But now the problem would be on my end to say, we have not really trusted people with the ideas, especially in our countries globally, especially for people in the West. This is actually a norm for them. They're actually doing very well. But I think for us in countries like, especially for us in Africa, we've not really embraced science like we should be doing. You know, we've believed in the process of outsourcing uh, technology and we just, we're just comfortable with the fact that, okay, we'll be able to get technology from the outside. We will be able to maybe hire these particular engineers for them to to do this project for us. But what we need is an is Africa where our engineers will be able to do a whole lot. You know, our tech guys will be able to do a whole lot. So I feel um, we can do a lot. And on the marketing part, just like I've put it, science has already marketed itself very well. But I think the issue is with mm. um, us trusting ourselves we've not really trusted ourselves we've not really created mm -hmm. a platform for our young ones to thrive young ones with ideas a lot of 
Africans, especially young Africans, have got brilliant, brilliant ideas that can bring about a massive revolution and transformation in this continent. But we've not really entrusted them with what we should be calling proper support system. You know, we need to support our youths. We need to give them the funding that they need. Yeah. Let them fail on their own. Don't just assume things and say, no, they will fail because why, why not get from America? Or maybe why not get from China? Something that's already built. Why should we try people and experiment? But, you know, you have to try and experiment on your own sometimes because if we are not going to try, then we will never uh, be Africa that we want to see. The Africa that we believe we are, because we say Africa is great. Africa has got the best but when are we going to start unveiling what we call the best? We we'll only unveil what we call the best if we trust them with, uh, if we give them the confidence, if we, you know, pitch, uh, we, we, we pitch them, we connect them to, the, to, to people that can support their ideas. You know, some of these ideas, it's so surprising that some of these ideas come from Africa. And this is not about, you know, uh, talking more about Africa, but this is something that's a reality. Uh, today. So we need to believe in our young ones. We need to believe in ourselves and say, we also can reach those heights. We can produce like America. We can produce like China. We can do, um, uh, we can also develop our own programming languages. We can also develop systems and apps that can bring about a revolution in our country. The healthcare system, those healthcare systems need a proper application system that will be, that will, you know, reduce the, the 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 stress you know uh, having to call maybe an ambulance having to do this having to do that you just use an app easily i've seen such things being implemented in in certain uh, countries also maybe in our country as well but on small basis we need that to be wild to, i mean wide we need a whole lot of um, improvements and that will only come through um, STEM. These are just facts. And this is not a bias on STEM, but everything evolves around STEM because whatever is happening today is because of science and technology. And these are main components of STEM. Yeah. And the mathematics. Mm -hmm. Speaking of platforms and the youth having um, been given a chance to do things, you actually have one. You have an e-learning platform which you you developed um, for learners in, in your country. So can you tell us more about that and what exactly you do? Um, so uh, what we have is um, known as the Says e-learning platform. Uh, so uh, it's it's a website um, that has e-learning materials. It has materials on, on, on it. So learners can be able to access uh, past uh, papers and books. So we have materials for grade 7, uh, grade 9, and grade 12. Um, the reason why is because the grades that are in the exam are looking out for. So we also have uh, yeah, grade 7, 8, 9, uh, 10, 11, and 12. So this is a platform that enables STEM learners to source materials that will enable them to thrive in their careers. Especially, it, these are materials that will give them a passion as well to pursue a, a careers in STEM. Uh, because, you know, you find the best uh, physics books, you find the best chemistry books, the best books, and the best um, biology book as well. What we have are blog posts. So blog post, basically it's an e-learning platform that has 
uh, inspirational stuff for stress. But you know, stress also leads to depression sometimes. And blog posts, these are blog posts that can be of help to to that learner. It's okay to be to be to be stressed, but listen, this is how I worked it out when I was in school. So we get to explain all that, and then there is what we call says a uh, podcast so we have what we know we call the science advancement and uh, the high school hub so on the high school hub this is just uh, a podcast that is hosted by one of our female uh, members where we just get to talk about the high school life the high school experience and how you can just become a hard worker at school how you can do massive massive um uh, massively well at school, I mean. And we also have what is known as the Science Advancements, a podcast which uh, comes weekly. Um, yeah, comes weekly, but sometimes due to circumstances, maybe after three weeks, after a month, uh, where we talk about as advancements in science, where we talk about, we look at the engineering sector of our country, uh, the Africa's engineering sector, how we can do better and how we can grow as, as, as a continent. We talk about a whole lot of stuff, but these are podcasts that can build someone, podcasts that can change the narrative of someone in terms of how they look at uh, science. We have different hosts from America, uh, around the globe, people all over the world just coming on, on our podcast and having to to give uh, to give their say. So that's what we do. Uh, these are YouTube uh, recorded uh, podcasts um, that are available on on our on our uh, on our YouTube wow. channel. So that's what we do. So the platform is inclusive of podcasts, materials, uh, inspirational uh, blog posts, and a whole lot to do with what the Science Exploration Zambia is all about and the, the agenda that we have. Also, we have uh, what we call um, these, there is a scholarship fund that we actually started last year. Uh, it's called the Rita Micello, the Rita Micello Says Excellence Scholarship. So the, basically the scholarship um uh, was uh, named after this uh, brilliant young uh, girl, uh, and uh, we wanted to, uh, to we named it because we want to inspire a lot of female, uh, a lot of uh, uh, let me say the girl child in the STEM spaces in STEM fields because you know there's there's an to say girls can thrive in the STEM fields, girls can't write codes. So the reason why we brought uh, this scholarship fund is to uh, you know, champion the talk that girls can't really be competent in these fields. But at, at the same time, it, it is a scholarship fund that also supports the boy child. But, you know, to just put emphasis and say, you know, any person can thrive in the STEM fields, we decided to name it under um, someone who's a girl, someone who's female, and just to, to you know, to, to, to bring about gender balance and say, we believe all gender can thrive in any particular Gender doesn't matter when it comes to STEM because we saw people in history like you know defying odds and, and winning generation physics. So it is possible for the girl child to also uh, thrive in these um, uh, spaces of, of STEM. So that's what we do. So the scholarship, um, we had two people sponsored. Um, one is at a basic and the other one is at a secondary school, uh, at a STEM-based uh, boarding uh, secondary school. So we are praying and hoping that a lot of people get to jump on this project so that we can have a whole lot of, of, of pupils getting that um, you know education in a STEM environment. We to you know to be competent um future in zambia but africa at, at large 
Wow, what an amazing work that you and your team are doing. This is absolutely fantastic. And I love how it's um it's it's got various different ways where it can sort of attract um different people for different things, the scholarship, the podcast, the learning material. What a wide scope. Congratulations on that. And oh my goodness, kudos on your work. Um I'm gonna put the links to to your podcast and to your e-learning platform so that if somebody's listening, they can go and check it out and see the amazing work that you're doing. Uh, but if you don't mind, would you, if you have social media pages or anywhere else where people can follow, can you just tell us about it? Yeah. Uh, so um, we have what is called um, Science Exploration in Zambia. It's, it's, it's a Facebook page. Also on YouTube, uh, you can just search for Science Exploration in Zambia and you will be able to find a lot of uh, content there, podcasts. And um, we have a, a website, uh, e-learning platform inclusive, but currently it's being updated. So the link that's running right now is sort of a link that I really can't pronounce while we're in Webflow. So uh, the link is sort of long, but I can um, I can be able to, to forward uh, you the link sure, and, and you'll be able share to share it with everyone. Yeah. Yes, the certain updates that we're making. So uh, we're not uh, using the the, the www. So there's another link that we are using while we are working on certain features that we, you know, you keep on building and you keep on improving your your platform so as to to have more people coming on board and. Also on, on, on Instagram, it's uh, you can also find us on Instagram, uh, Science Explorations Zambia. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. I'll share all of that. So Caleb, as we wrap up and all of this amazing work that you do and all of this, your passion and your enthusiasm for science, um, what advice or what little parting words would you like to leave um, the people who are listening and anybody else who's inspired um, or loves science as much as you do? Um, well, um, what I would say is, you know, not even the sky is is the limit for those that um, are determined. I always tell people that the world is only receptive to those that are willing uh, to change it. You know, um, it will only become receptive if you try to change it. You know, it will never be receptive if you're seated there watching and saying, okay, how do I bring about change? So that uh, transformation only comes when you make a step you know, and uh, one of the ways of making a step is believing in yourself. Because if you look at what we are doing at SAIS, you, you think and say, wow, maybe these guys are funded. Maybe these guys have a whole lot of money. But sometimes when you are passionate, not sometimes money doesn't even matter. And I have seen that before because, you know, uh, we, we've worked we've worked out certain things and I've just looked at myself and I'm like, wow, how have we done this? But we don't really have the finances to do this. So sometimes it's a passion that, that, that drives you. It's a passion that, that keeps you moving. Even while you're doing your, your degree, your college degree, maybe in engineering, and you're not subjected to, to that practical uh, environment that you would want, you know, just keep believing, keep learning, keep doing a lot of research. And a lot of things will just unfold and you will be shocked to say, how am I able to, to, to do what I am doing? Read a lot, do a lot of research, you know, I would advise you, you know, follow people like, you know, Elon Musk personally is a guy that really inspires me. And I just look at him and say, how did this guy do like how? And this is a guy that just, you know, he, he has the ideas and he's employed people that work for him, people that have got the skill. So sometimes what you have in your head is more powerful than how you are going to apply. Sometimes you just need to assemble a team of people that are going to believe in what you're saying. And you guys are going to be able to implement whatever uh, you want to implement. So 
that's what I would say. And in terms of studies, just, you know, keep grinding, keep believing, keep studying hard. Mm. It might be hard today. I'm also a student right now, so I wouldn't really be <laughs> the best to give that advice, but I'm also a student. I believe in, in working hard. I just study and I, I look forward to tomorrow and say, you know, tomorrow is, is going to be okay. Uh, so for those that keep pushing and for those that are making efforts, trust me, tomorrow is always going to be better. Tomorrow is not only going to be better if you are seated and not do uh, and not doing anything then definitely how is tomorrow going to be better but there is hope for those that are pushing today for those that are striving hard for those that are doing everything in their power to just make change and and see uh, things change you know like we have to move away from this narrative of saying no these these guys are the only ones that are superior these guys are the only ones that can do it we can also do it but only if we believe in ourselves um more and i i believe we are headed for for glory as uh, as a continent um and as a people yes i firmly yeah. what a powerful way to end it we are headed for glory and yeah i i'm so excited for for your work specifically and um your vision your your the work that you intend to do which is really exciting and also i'm excited about the vision that you have for africa as a whole in terms of where we can go to so thank you so much for coming on and talking to me and telling me about um what you do and everything that you're passionate about i really really appreciate it I'm actually I must be saying thank you you know because it's a privilege for me to be actually hosted on such a platform and just you know being allowed to you know express myself like I should and um, I'm really really grateful and hopefully uh, I look forward to you know doing more work with you because I really um love what you're doing as well. Yeah, definitely. Love your energy, Caleb and show and even for me I have a very big vision for this podcast. So one day when we get to that international stage, you'll come back on and we'll continue catching up from starting from the bottom. And to everybody else who's tuned in, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of The Root of the Science podcast with your girl and with an E. Until next time. Bye.